Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Well, we talked about mortician stories last week. That's right. On the mini episode. We talked about some funeral stories too. Yeah. We're going to talk about more funeral stories. Okay. We did have some people write in. Uh, one recommended that we watch Ask a Mortician on YouTube. Oh, okay. Have you seen that woman's? No. She, there's this woman, I, her na- I'm blanking on her name right now. It was in the email, but I've heard of her before, and she has a channel on YouTube Okay. about being a mortician. Cool. And it's very informative. So I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, but I found a lot of these stories, well, all these stories from Reddit, and these are basically ridiculous things that have happened at funerals, either witnessed by the people who worked at the funeral home okay. or just attendees okay. at funerals. Because we were talking about like people who take selfies yes. with the deceased. We don't know anyone personally who's done that, but I bet someone listening knows someone who's taken a selfie with their deceased Probably. relative. Gotta be, right? Gotta put it on the gram. <laughs> Uh, not a funeral worker, just an attendee. This is from, I think about this often. Not a funeral worker, just attendee. Went to a funeral for a girlfriend's POS family member. He had just died and killed four others <gasps> driving drunk. Oh the family God. placed a bunch of liquor bottles and shooters in the <gasps> casket with him. What? <laughs> Wait, was he the drunk driver? Yes, and he killed four people. Why would you do that? <laughs> That's so, so inappropriate, right? Jesus. Oh, my God. It's like he died doing what he loved, <laughs> and we're going to send him off to heaven or hell. What? I mean, I, I could almost accept it if he just killed himself. <laughs> drunk driving? It would still be morbid. It would be morbid, but I could, at least I could be like, well, he loved drinking. <laughs> but once you kill other people, you can't celebrate that anymore. No. Like, I'm sorry. No, That's that, where I draw the line. That ship has sailed. This is from King K216 Land. Story time. Well, it was at my grandfather's funeral, and I was about 18 years of age. In my family, we had a family friend named Uncle Jimmy who was my Uncle Mark's alcoholic friend. But <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> look, I don't know if anyone knows this is about Desi's family. <laughs> this <laughs> whole story, I, if Desi told me that this was about her Jacksonville family, I would 100% believe you. Okay. She had a family, this guy had a family friend named Uncle Jimmy, who was my Uncle Mark's alcoholic friend, but always had a soft spot in my heart because he was an outgoing, crazy, funny guy who was always wasted, but having a good time. But he had his moments though. Long story short, my supposed Uncle Jimmy was getting hammered in his minivan outside the funeral home. And when he came in to kneel and pray, completely hammered, he wore tight khaki shorts and... Sorry. And when he knelt, I swear on God's holy testicles, an eight ball of Coke fell out on the pew. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> and everyone froze. The priest, my father, everyone just looked, just looked. He went to pick it up quickly, but since he had tight shorts and he's... <laughs> <laughs> since, but since he had tight shorts and he's overweight and under the influence, he proceeds to fall sideways onto the coke and pressed and rolled the coke into the patterned carpeting. Oh my god! While, while trying to get up and play it cool. Oh my god! I would have literally pissed myself <laughs> if I saw this. After a few seconds of shock, my father screamed at him, What the fuck are you doing? And he literally said, What? It's winter. Nobody's going to fuss about a little snow in the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your Uncle Jimmy, right? Uh, I don't know if they would have had that witty retort. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got to love fake drunk uncles. This is a great one. This is from Talk Polite. The priest went to the bathroom during the eulogies. He forgot to turn his little microphone off. What? <laughs> How do you go during... Oh, while well, people were doing their eulogies. While I see, people yeah, yeah. were doing their eulogies. I see, I see. Yeah. The priest takes a bathroom break, but he forgets to turn his little lapel oh mic God. off. So this is like a classic naked gun yes. situation. Um, I knew... My grandfather, the deceased, would have been laughing his ass off. And then somebody responded, oh, my God, please elaborate. Violent diarrhea sounds or what? And the person responded, luckily it was just peeing, but it was very obviously peeing. Right in the middle of a heartfelt story, too. (laughs) You know, it was like one of those heavy peas. Dude, he's probably been holding it for a long time. Yeah, it's time. like holding it for a long time. It comes out really loud. A strong pee. A strong piss, like a urine stream. Yeah. You know the sound. I know the foamy sound that yes. makes when it hits the water. Yeah, the foam. Ugh. Ugh, men. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't email me. <laughs> just a joke. Now, we got a shit ton of great emails this week from our listeners we also got a lot of uh, more recipes, which I love. I We have so many recipes yeah. we want to make now. So thank you guys for that. So I'm going to head into listener emails because we have some good stories to get through. Um, we have a great, creepy, close call story from Sydney. And she says, hi, ladies, a long time listener, first time writing in. I love the pod. Started listening back at the beginning of lockdown and have literally made everyone I know listen and subscribe to you guys. Anyway, when I heard the other story about Sunglass Hut and retail horror stories, I thought this was my time to shine as I've worked in retail for the past five years since I was 17. Started out in the mall and then moved up to higher end boutiques as I needed to pay my tuition for school and the hours and pay is way better at stores like mine versus a Zara, as well as I get free clothes from the stores. As you can imagine, I've had a variety of creeps from my manager at PacSun when I was 17 telling me, you're a quiet one, aren't you? Ew. <laughs> PacSun? <laughs> yeah, that's like the ultimate mall oh store. Oh my God. To my French manager at a smaller boutique, watching me change and not making a big deal out of it because she's French and a woman, so she's seen it all. And while I'm not a prude, I don't want the woman that's approving my paycheck seeing my naked 18-year-old body. That's totally fair. Good point. (laughs) To allege husbands coming in 
to another small boutique I worked at and having me fully model the clothes for them because I'm the exact same size as their Soho housewives. The most recent creepy thing that's happened was a client came in inquiring about our sample sale, which none of us in the store had any fucking clue about because corporate has terrible communication skills. Anyway, this guy comes in hot asking me a million questions like, is there a VIP day to go in earlier than anyone? When is it? Blah, blah, blah. Just standard questions that I'll have to figure out because we use a third party company to do sample sales. So it's already a hassle for me to find out more info about it. But Um, because we're trained to listen to the customers and give them the best service because they're buying very expensive, ugly designer clothing. I would have to ask around. I tell him to leave his name, phone number, and email, whichever he was more comfortable with, so I could follow up. The next day at work, I find out some of the info and text him and follow up because because that's what he left behind and immediately... He immediately comes into the store, which should have been the first red flag for me. He comes in and asks me more questions I'll have to look into. And then he disarms me with a, do you guys get a discount? And I just joking around and making conversation go, not too sure, but I would assume maybe I'll see you at the sample sale. Ha ha. And then he goes wild saying how we can go together to the sample sale and how I can give him the discount, which I didn't necessarily know how to say no, but I should have, but Hey, I'm a weak, dumb bitch. So in the interim, he starts texting me all the time, all night in the middle of the day, all the time about a variety of things, such as his love for burning man and honestly being slightly inappropriate, but I just brush it aside because some clients are just weird and he might be a long-term one. And I love commission. He was even kind of racist at one point when we were talking about music, and I mentioned I don't really listen to the music from my culture, and he said, really? I've been listening to a lot of hip-hop recently. (laughs) As if I'm from the land of hip-hop. So when I mentioned that, no, my parents are from Trinidad, I meant Soka Calypso music. He referred to me and my parents as real black. After that, there comes a point where he starts being a bit strange and a little sexual, but not enough to where I could show my boss and it would look overtly sexual so i wait but not enough to where i could show my boss and it would look overtly sexual so i just think i'm playing it up in my head and it's actually nothing but then he starts saying that after the sample sale after i give him the discount how he wants to take me out to dinner which also makes me uncomfortable and the and kind of again brush it off already making up an excuse to get out of it when the day comes. The next time I'm at work, we get an email from corporate saying we actually only get the discount the first day and that there is no VIP access, which sucks for him because I have school all day the first day of the actual sale so I wouldn't be able to go from Queens to the city nor would I want to. When I tell him this, he still wants me to come even though I'm not going to buy anything and he says how much he still wants me to be there and I should come after my online classes are over and I keep saying no. And eventually he says, okay, which is when I, uh, wait, which is when I think this will be the end of it. I was wrong. The next day he's still hounding me about going with him because he talked to people at the sample sale and they told him I was on the list, which (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) I'm like losing it over this guy in the sample sale. (laughs) I know. What is this? Um, hold on. Um, she's 
Oh, he's telling her, okay, he's being generally creepy. He's telling her district manager who was there overseeing the sale that he's my boyfriend, (gasps) which she flat out told him, no, you're not. And that I had to be there for him to get the discount. He kept begging and begging that I come to the city, even though I told him repeatedly I could not. In the end, I told him I'm not comfortable with him texting me and that I cannot give him the discount. He tells me, it's simple. All you have to do is come to the city. So for that comment, I ended up blocking him. Uh. However, since then, we've been getting weird calls from the UK, which is where he was visiting from, asking for me. So basically now I'm terrified that I'm either going to get fired or murdered or both. If I do die, though, I give you guys full permission to cover my case. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She said this was a long one, but this was the most recent thing that happened, and I thought I should share. And I just wanted to say, Sydney, that guy sucks, and we will absolutely cover your case if anything happens to you. Only if you give us a discount at the sale. Yes. (laughs) We want want that sample sale discount, Sydney. Dude, that is so crazy. Like, what guy is that obsessed with a sample sale? (laughs) I've never heard of someone more into a sample sale in all of my life. Like... That's that's wild. I would be so mortified and upset if like some client was telling people at a work thing that I was their boyfriend. No. That's got to be bad. Cuz then it's also like what did you do to this guy? Like do you know what I mean? It's hard to like explain that you're uh, he's do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that he's they're like being, what were you doing leading him on to get a commission or do you know what I mean? Like Right. She she he put her in such a bad position. Yeah. No, it's bad. Very bad. Keep us updated. Be safe, Sydney. Be safe. I will personally kick this guy's ass. Me too. If you need me to. Once quarantine's over, I'm going to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do a live show and an ass kicking. That's what we're gonna and do. Both if you pay for one, you get to go to both. <laughs> yeah. That's like, uh, that's our VIP. Absolutely. If you pay like $5 extra, you can come to the, the ass kicking. To the ass kicking. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is from our listener, Tom, who, by the way, has a very cute cat named Bella. Aw. Is that the one you just showed me? Yes. Yeah, she's beautiful. So pretty. He offers us up a theory about a shit story we talked about. The guy who a listener wrote in, and she knew a guy who shit (laughs) in a cop car after he'd been arrested put the shit in his mouth and spat it at the cop. Okay. And we were trying to figure out how did he do this while handcuffed in the backseat of a cop car. Right. We asked our listeners for their scientific theories. We got one. 
He said, I was just listening to the postmortem Always Rings Twice episode, and I had to stop to try and figure out how that guy got the shit in his mouth in the cop car. I theorized for a bit, and I think I got it. If he got his ass out and shat in one seat and then shifted over to the other, he could lean over and bury his face in there and get a mouthful. I'm sure other shit scholars also came to this conclusion, but I spent a lot of time thinking about it and just wanted to share. Wow. I mean, I think it makes sense. I think this is like a very smart explanation. It definitely uh, is the only way you could get it. And nothing, mouth, I no, think. nothing makes me prouder. Let me just say, nothing makes me prouder as a podcaster than for our show to make people think. He thought a long time about it while well, his beautiful cat <laughs> looked <laughs> on, looked on at him with pride. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Tom. Uh, this is from listener Tasha. She says, I'm currently studying at nursing, nur- she's currently studying nursing at university and I've actually learned about how foot fetishes can come about because we asked. Yeah. Very curious about uh, the origins of certain fetishes. She says, in your brain where all your nerves meet called gray matter, it is all squished together and some different parts of the body are close together. In the case of a foot fetish, the nerve endings for your genitalia and feet are close together, and in some cases, touch. If it's touching, your brain can confuse pleasure and attraction from your genitals to feet. But that might mean someone who likes their feet played with more, right? Than their genitals? I think maybe it's just like a similar sensation for them. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe not like totally a physical sensation. Someone who likes their feet played with though, rather than someone who is into feet. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like the physical sensation Like of it. they like their feet being touched or... Um, Whatever you do to them. <laughs> maybe, maybe subconsciously they just associate feet with sex. That's though. true too. Yeah. Look, it's a very popular fetish. Yeah. I think it's one of the most common of the kinks. And it's probably the most, yeah. And I feel like it's almost uh, normal, not to use that word. Like, well, you know what I mean? It's so common. Well, yeah. It's not, just, almost not even something that scares people off anymore, I think. Right. I just, I mean, maybe like some people are squicked out by feet like there are I there know. are people who hate feet yeah like for sure yeah so they're but, like the people who cilantro tastes like soap no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i feel so bad for those people i love cilantro i like it too and it I, it baffled me until i realized there was actually a genetic reason why yeah. it tastes like that for them i was like oh, okay that makes sense because it's so delicious how could you taste it and not want it right because uh, it's like so prevalent in like certain uh, foods that I like, right? Like Indian or uh, Mexican. So yeah, but now that I know, it's like okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it's not your fault. Well, it's like I wonder if that, that I have that with kiwi because kiwi makes my mouth itch. Yeah, or like I have that thing with papaya that a lot of people have too. Oh, I feel bad for those people too. I love papaya. Yeah, I want to love papaya, but it's like I physically it makes me sick. Right. Smell. (laughs) It's like one of my favorite fruits. Yeah. Believe me, I felt you have no idea how excited I was to try papaya for the first time. It was literally one of the most devastating moments of my life because I like tropical fruit. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Now, we have a close call story from one of our male listeners because you know what? Close calls happen to all genders, people. Absolutely. We've read a lot from the ladies. Let's get one from the men. This is from Dave. 
He says, hey guys, I'm David from Atlanta, Georgia. While listening to this past mini episode about the creepy guy asking about the sunglass hut girl's feet, it reminded me of a weird encounter I had when I was at the mall after a field trip a couple years ago. After my school went ice skating, we went to the Wait, mall. How old is he? I think he's young. He must be really young. Aw. Hey. I like when we have young listeners. I do too. I'm like, oh, we're still relevant. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so they went, uh, on a field trip after school. We, after my school went ice skating, we went to the mall to eat at the food court and have some leisure time before going back to school. When my friend and I were walking, a middle-aged white man started talking to me, me not trying to be rude. I engaged in conversation because he could have been lost or something. As I started to talk to him, my friend walks to Victoria's Secret to look at panties, LMAO. <laughs> okay, you guys, are you in high school? Was this in high school? Um, and at first he asks, are you in college? I was 17 at the time, but 6'2", so I look older for my age. But I said no. Then he asks something in a desperate tone. Are you 18? <laughs> I, with a concerned look again, said no. He then said that he was running a Bible study group for only college students and said that he couldn't invite me because I wasn't 18. I said okay and walked away from him. When I told my friends and teacher, we joked that he was probably trying to sell me as a sex slave or something. It seems sketchy because why would he just ask me and not my friend who I was walking with, too? Uh... It was when I got home, I saw articles saying that around the country, people have been approached the same way and were suspicious of it being a sex trafficking scam. <gasps> it was either he thought I was I specifically needed Jesus or he was a creep who wanted some ass. Anyways, thanks for reading. Love the show. How many bad stories start with, I didn't want to seem rude. <laughs> Dude. Right? Like, yeah. Like, sometimes, Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he was, he's safe though. I'm glad so, I am glad too. That's scary. I love these close call stories. They're kind of frightening because they're such everyday occurrences. Like it could be any of us, and we've all had sort of things that are similar, Absolutely. even if it wasn't a famous killer or something. Like just creepy encounters that could have been something. Well, I actually have heard of this thing that is like people under the guise of oh it's a bible study but it's actually like a sex cult oh yeah that sounds interesting i feel like something like this happened in australia doesn't it also kind of sound like the roy moore stuff like oh. <laughs> remember that guy who ran for senate going to the mall oh yeah and like asking people like how old are you like it's just so creepy like if you're asking someone a stranger. <laughs> if you're asking a stranger, are you eighteen? Are you eighteen? That's, That's a red not, flag. It's a red flag. <laughs> no adult person should be asking someone if they're at least eighteen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow. So that's all the emails I have this week. Like I said before, we have uh, a lot of other emails. Yeah. That, that we're going to get to. Absolutely. We have a. I have them all in a little file folder, a folder, an email folder. We have the best listeners. Yeah, they always so have good. such good stories. Um, I also got a private message this week, Rachel. You did on Instagram from a listener. Yeah, I told you about it, Desi. I'm playing along. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was like, is she fucking kidding me? <laughs> 
so Desi. You were very convincing. Th- thank you. Um, I am SAG, by the way, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Desi, wow. You got an email from a listener? I got a message on Instagram. Now, let me do just... You, do you want to read it? Yes, but let me tell you... Um, so... You know how you, we have a folder where people you don't follow, it goes into like, um, what is it called? Like the other folder that you have to check on. It's, it's hidden. It's hidden. So every once in a while, I'll click on that section. And it's mostly like people reacting to my Instagram stories, like just a lot of emojis. So I'll kind of just delete the whole bunch of them. But I'll sort of scan to see if it's something longer that someone has written to me. Uh, so I noticed this one. Uh, it was a longer one. I clicked it open, and uh, yeah, this is a this is an email from or a, a private message from one of our listeners. And Desi's going to do a dramatic monologue. I'm going to do a dramatic monologue. So yes, I just listened to an older podcast of yours and lost a ton of respect for you. You said, "quote Men will put their dick in any cum crusted hole," unquote, referring to Lysol being used as a douche. Not only does vast generalizations such as this make you seem incredibly ignorant, your statement is completely false. I have multiple friends that have rejected sex due to the female's nasty-smelling crotch. Still love the podcast, but that was truly the dumbest thing you have ever said. 24 hours later. Wow. Legit tried to shame me on your Twitter, and you reach a new low. That fact that you put any effort into it, let alone screenshot and post it, goes to show how much you have going on in your life. I feel like just because the only men willing to sleep with you would clearly fuck anything, your opinion on men is skewed. But that's just my opinion. I await your pathetic reply or immature attempt to feel better about yourself by posting this on Twitter as well. Wow. So I did post the second part on Twitter as well, by the way. (laughs) Look, if you're really mad at us and you want to send us some uh, constructive criticism, which, by the way, I don't think that was constructive, but it was criticism. Don't make it so hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I honestly wasn't sure if he was joking (laughs) initially because it was so over the top because I was like, who cares? It's an offhand comment that we're, we're obviously joking. I obviously know that there are men who do not fuck anything that moves, but it was just a joke during a, a talk about douching with Lysol. And it was, my point was that women are going a little overboard when most guys don't even care about that shit uh, in the normal sense, right? Like, right. Uh, so yeah, he clearly had a bug up his ass about it. And I just want to say it took me all of 10 seconds to screenshot and post on Twitter. <laughs> I have a life. <laughs> not, not much of one. I have a life. I have a life. Uh, but seriously, like, I like when people say criticisms like that. Like, we don't all have some free time on our hands. Right. And he also took time to write this to me. So does he not have a life? I would, I would not accuse him of not having a life. <laughs> we all have our things we want to waste time on. And he clearly wasted time on thinking that I would be shamed by such an email. <laughs> Here's what I took umbrage with. This is clearly not the dumbest thing you've ever said on the show. Absolutely. (laughs) You've said way dumber shit than this. I'm kind of offended that he went for this when I could point out like 10 things off the top of my head of dumbass things you've said. I mean, I feel like both of us. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, yes. Both of us. We both have no room to talk. And yes. that was clearly not one of the dumbest things I've ever said. No. But it stuck out to him for reasons I can only ponder, like I can only guess why. Uh, it definitely had a lot of funny elements to it. Um, I particularly love that he clearly rewound to get a direct quote <laughs> of exactly what I said because it was in quotation marks. Uh, so, yeah. Just thought that was a fun little uh, reader email to share for you guys. Do you today. think he still listens to the pod? I honestly, I'm, I, I wonder if he's going to be like, wow, now you shame me <laughs> on the podcast. You clearly have no life. You even took the time to Google sad piano music. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, if I was truly shaming him, I would give his name out, his username. No. I mean, we're not here to do we're that. We're not here to do that. It's a funny email. I think it's hilarious. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Have a sense of humor about it. Uh, yeah. Right. We're, so. here, we're here to laugh. We're here to laugh. Everyone I'm taking up. it all as you being funny. Uh, that's how I'm taking it. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed uh, the dramatic reading. And yeah, if you send me emails like that, you too might get, <laughs> get a sad <laughs> piano of Dr. <laughs> Phil treatment. <laughs> So Desi, did you watch anything or read anything or listen to anything good this week? I, okay. I'm still watching Dexter. I'm on season four, which is like the best, the best season. season. Uh, and then I, I started watching The Crown. I oh. can't get into The Crown. I don't know why. I started like the first season. So it's like, I want to say like the olden days. It's like, <laughs> it's like when Queen Elizabeth marries Prince Philip. I'll try to get into it. it. The funny thing is I turned off Dexter season four, which stars John Lithgow as like the villain. And he's in the first season. He's in the first episode of The Crown playing Winston Churchill. <laughs> so it was like a really jarring like thing to yeah. see because he's, he's like kind of heavier as Churchill. Right. But it's still clearly John Lithgow. And it was just kind of like, oh, he's playing this like villain and now this kind of other I don't know I guess some people think he's a villain it was just like a weird thing I was like wow he's just everywhere <laughs> so yeah I started watching that there is actually oh I wish I could get I'll pull up the name when you're talking there's a really interesting sounding documentary on HBO that I want to watch about the woman the psychologist who um was like one of the last people to see Ted Bundy did you hear about this documentary no I'll pull up the title while you're talking about what you're watching okay um, um, yeah, I just, I, I haven't started the crown yet. I don't know if it's for me. I look, I love the Brits. I love your baking shows. I just, I'm not into your royalty. Yeah. I, I feel like I want to get into it cause I feel like it gets juicier towards the other seasons, but part of me is like, do I have to watch the early seasons or maybe I have to get through a few episodes and it gets more, um, soap opera y. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. I, I would watch a higher budget uh, version of the Tudors. Oh, like you know how they had that show, The Tudors. Yes, back in the day. Yes, I, I I'm not particularly interested in the royal family, but I can be interested in anything that's soap opera y. So if they did a good job, like which this show might ha be, then I can get into it, even though I don't care about it in real life. Do you I, know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying I don't care about the royal family in like the 20th century or 21st century instance. But I will watch anything about the Tudors. Um, the documentary is called Crazy, Not Insane. And it's um, this psychologist who's basically talking about how serial killers are... It's supposed to be very good. So if you're into that, you should check how it serial out. Serial killers are what? How they're bred, not born. Oh. 
That's her theory. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a little both. I don't know. Nurture versus nature. <laughs> it's always an interesting discussion. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I am... I also listened to um, You're Wrong About has a five-part um, series on Princess Diana that I thought was very good. Did I talk about that last week? Uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I finished it because it was five parts. <laughs> and the last, ep- the last one was very good because it goes into all the conspiracy theories. Yeah. So there's that. I think that's all I did. I was very busy this week. Also, I was sleeping a lot. Like I, I I don't normally sleep during the day. I know you don't. I'm proud of you. I got like tired. I've gotten tired some of the, these days. I like, like that we're both taking naps now. <laughs> I don't feel like such a piece of shit now. <laughs> I I seriously sat down for five minutes today and it ended up being two hours. And I, I just lied on my sofa and was like reading stuff on my phone. That's fun. You know, it goes fast. <laughs> It was like two hours after a certain point. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I kind of have a, I, I have like a um, schedule now. Cause my pick, typically my, my front of my week is very heavy, heavy load. You got a heavy flow. So then before it starts up again, I've been wasting like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and then I panic on Monday. So that's my schedule right now. <laughs> Thanks, Tazzy. <laughs> It's really stressful. And then I just waste those days. I've just been blowing it. Well, I was on a podcast this week, another podcast called Pod Yourself a Gun. Ooh. It's a Sopranos podcast. Nice. So if you like The Sopranos, listen and subscribe to Pod Yourself a Gun. Is each episode a different episode of the yes. show? It goes chronologically. So the episode I talked about this week was the Christmas episode from season three. So they're halfway through, basically. Yes. This is the episode right before, literally the episode right before Pine Barrens. Okay. Yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it. No, it sounds good. I think you should be on the pod. I think you should go on the pod. Yeah. It's not my podcast to say that, but I would love, (laughs) I like you would have a fun time. It's a good show. Did you do it over Zoom? Yeah. Okay. Like video Zoom, but I don't hope, I don't think they're posting the video anywhere. Okay. Maybe for their patrons. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. It was I fun. Wanna, I want to listen to it from the beginning, maybe. You should. I like Sopranos. They're funny. I've also heard that the, the other Sopranos podcast is good with Michael Imperioli and Bobby Bacala. <laughs> what is it? Bacala? Bobby Bacala. Uh, they host it. Yeah. And I've heard it's good, too. Yeah. I, I need to get more media. Oh, I shit. I I still haven't watched uh, Real Housewives of South um, Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City. City. I'm gonna start though. Oh, good. That's I on my list. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Yeah, it, yeah. Let, let, I want our listeners to let me know if you guys are watching Real yeah. Housewives of Salt Lake City Absolutely. too. Absolutely, it's good. Uh, um, season 15, Criminal Minds, the final <laughs> season. Christ. The final season. I can't believe you're you've gotten through so Dude, much. I can't believe I watched this network show. The whole fucking series. That's like 200 episodes. 300, over 300 episodes. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I'm on the final season now. I just started. <laughs> I, I just started. I don't even. It's like, is this something to be proud of? I, you know what? It's such, a, it's such an enormous amount of work to watch a because show that long. I am proud of myself because, you know, I started, I realized, I'm like, when did I? Because I feel like I've been watching this forever, like the whole year. But I realized, I'm like, oh, I started watching it like right, like not too long after Romy passed. 
Right. And I was in such a fragile state that like I just needed something that was like, uh, yes. like procedural shows are, can be very soothing and calming. Absolutely. I mean, cause it's so, it can be so predictable and I love, right, but I, you don't need to focus that much or it just doesn't, it's not, it, you know what to expect. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's certain people, there's certain types of people who they f- like myself who find procedural television shows very calming. I would love to know like what it was like to watch that show for 15 years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know. Cause I've gone to the Reddit boards. Oh, you have? Yeah. I've gone to the Reddit boards and people are like, talk about, well, well remember in season one when da 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 da. And look, these aren't very popular Reddit boards. Cause like, yeah, in the golden age of TV, a lot of, People are, you know, more talking on Reddit boards about uh, like cable yes. TV shows. Network shows are probably not getting a lot of attention. Yeah, on these boards. On these boards. But I, I do enjoy it. It's like a very, um, like if you like SVU, yeah, you'll like this show, right? I'm sure lots of people who listen to the pod have listened or have watched the show before. Yeah, I mean, right now I feel like. I'm into comfort, so I'm I'm only thinking like of rewatching things. Yeah. So that's why I started Dexter, and then I have been sort of jonesing. I was like, maybe I should just watch The Sopranos again, and like I was like, should I come up with a way to look at it? <laughs> oh, I know another show. Okay, because like okay, so here's how it goes in our household. So we have I have the Brendan and I always have a show that we watch together, right? And then I have my shows that I watch when he's asleep. Yes. Like a 90 Day Fiance. Well, I make him watch 90 Day Fiance with me. Right. But like Real Housewives I'll watch by myself. Say Yes to the Dress. Like all the like like real, like that's even a bridge too far for him shows I'll watch by myself. All my procedural shows I watch alone. But we, our show that we're watching together right now is Billions. I watched all of Billions. I know you did. <laughs> you didn't tell me you were watching Billions. I, because I f- kept forgetting you. Because it's, look, I'm going to be honest. Billions is kind of boring. But you don't I like it? No, I think it's really fucking boring, but I'm really enjoying watching it. Wait, what episode are you on? <laughs> like the end of season one. I love Billions. You think that show is boring? Look, <laughs> I could give a rat's ass about people who work in finance. But just like in, terms of, in terms of watching a show about finance. No. I agree. That's why I never wanted to watch it. But you can't stop watching it. I don't know why I can't stop watching it when like it makes me fall asleep. I don't think because this, there it's like a narrative that you have to keep seeing what's happening. I think it's like Paul Giamatti like really carries that show. Can I tell you? I t- when I started watching that, <laughs> I tweeted about Paul Giamatti that I wanted to fuck him. What? And I was like, I know it's crazy. <laughs> that tweet. Can I just tell you that tweet got like. 700 faves and I, I was like one of those things where i threw it tossed it off like i was like everyone's gonna be mad at me <laughs> i'm gonna get like five sympathy faves yeah and I, the next day i like woke up and i was like what the fuck i was like everyone's as sick as me like why are people faving this like i actually got angry about it because it made no sense to me we actually talked about paul giamatti on the sopranos pod this week funnily enough okay can i just tell you I when I was a child, <laughs> I had a crush on his dad, <laughs> <laughs> who was the commissioner of baseball <laughs> for like one season because he died of a heart attack really young. Holy uh, shit! And Desi. so I was like, I love a Bartlett Giamatti. <laughs> he was the 
baseball commissioner <laughs> who, who suspended Pete Rose. What is Pete wrong Ro- with you? He suspended Pete Rose. Look, I clearly I needed an authority, like, <laughs> a daddy authority figure as a child that I was like crushing on these you know, old men who were stern with Pete Rose. <laughs> you know who else Desi had a crush on as a child? Fucking Walter Matthau. See? <laughs> so I also was like, I want a good drunk dad. <laughs> No, so I think I have a gene where I'm like attracted to Giamatti's. <laughs> okay, because I when I was watching Billions the other night, I was looking at Paul Giamatti and I was like, "Is Paul Giamatti hot? <laughs> like, like not that I find him attractive, but like, do people think he's hot? I don't think he's like someone to me who is not technically like." what you think of as a hot guy, but I mean, but he has a confidence to him. But do I meant, does he have hot guy energy? I think he kind of does because he doesn't really care what people think. I don't know. Look, Paul Giamatti is very good at playing a really stressed out guy. Yes. He, I don't even particularly like his character. Like, I mean, I like the character as far as the show goes, but it's not like a character. I'm not attracted to his character in the show, but more him as an actor playing it. Yeah. I think about Paul Giamatti is like, I enjoy watching his work. He's a good actor. I enjoy watching him. And then you have uh, Damian Lewis too. From Homeland. Yeah. Yeah. And he's great in this role. Uh, I can't tell you. I just liked the show and I was really sad when season end. Uh, season five ended abruptly. It has five seasons? It's four and a half. Holy shit. Because uh, it's COVID. So uh. f- season five stopped filming. And I was like all excited. And I remember like it was like five episodes or something. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the last one. It was like so depressing. I, so just, I thought I had a few more. Honestly, for me, it just the stakes could not be lower for me. I just, I don't know what it is about that show. It's like, I just, there is no, like there is zero tension in that show for me, but I enjoy it. I thought, I thought it was pretty, I thought there was some tension, but maybe I'm thinking of later seasons um, when, so this one will end on something dramatic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But I I don't know. I mean, you like it, so you're watching it. For some reason. Yeah. (laughs) I can't put my finger on it, and I'm never like, oh, i got to watch the next episode of Billions. I definitely was more bingy with it, but I didn't have another show I was watching. Um, But I also wasn't sure about my like of it. Like, I was like, I don't know if I can recommend this to people. (laughs) Even though I liked it, I kind of always felt like I had to give caveats with it, where it's like, I don't really know why I like it, but I can't stop watching it. And it's not to say it's it's a bad show. Like, it's it's very well made, and... Yeah, I I don't know. There's some, I'm glad you're watching it, though. I'll be curious to see how, how, how it goes. Does Brendan like it more than you, you would say? Probably. Yeah. I, I like it. And yeah, and I, I just like having, you know, we always have a show we're watching together. Yeah. And we talk about it. And It's fun to watch a show with someone. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. What did you eat? Well, I 
I made like these really good green beans. That's not very exciting. No. Sorry. Uh, I don't think I had anything good. We had Dave's hot chicken tonight. That's always good. I'm kind of planning my Thanksgiving menu. That's the mode I'm in. So I'm kind of thinking about what I want to make because it's going to obviously not be a huge spread. Yeah. I'm not doing anything big, but I'll come over here and bring you guys some stuff. So I'm just kind of thinking what I want to focus on. That's pretty much it. Are you going to make a dessert? Yes. I, I can't decide yet between making pecan pie or pumpkin. Probably make pecan. Oh, well, maybe we should uh, coordinate. Let's coordinate. Because then I can bring some over of what you don't have. Yeah. Because I really have a craving for pumpkin pie. I've been craving pecan because I don't usually get pecan at my aunt and uncle's house in Philly. Okay. I just feel like pumpkin pie is like a one time a year thing. Totally. And it's like, I, I get sad when I don't have it. Same. So I feel like I have to make a pumpkin. Why don't you make a pumpkin pie? Okay. I'll make a pecan pie. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, look, I, I ordered my turkey. Okay. A small one. Yes. Obviously. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking about my sides, what I'm going to make. I told, I think I told you last week, I'm doing like pretty like traditional Sides. Yes. I'm not going to do anything like super experimental. I just want like the good classic flavors. I think to myself, what can I only have on Thanksgiving? Yes. And I, I need to have that. Yeah, because it's not like you're making stuffing year round. Right. And vegetable dishes. I mean, I like vegetables, but I can make any of the vegetable dishes I make on Thanksgiving any time of the year. Absolutely. Like, so it's really like the stuffing for me, yeah. gravy, which I never have. <sighs> You only have gravy once a year. You right? really do. I can't think of any other time I have gravy. Especially I might have gravy. like a jus, like chicken, like from a chicken, roast chicken, the juice or something yes, like that, yes. but not like gravy, gravy. Right. So those are the most key elements to me the pie, the gravy, and the stuffing. Yeah. Me and too. you got to make the turkey to get the gravy. Yep. So obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, and cranberry. And cranberries. Well, I'm making my mom's cranberry recipe. Okay, good. Which has jalapeno in it. I want I want that. It's so good, Desi. Yeah. It has like mandarin orange jalapeno Ooh, and yum. like some ginger. Okay. It's real good. Okay. It's spicy. I like it. Um, yeah. I mean, what did I eat this week? Nothing that exciting except for Dave's hot chicken. I was in a not a good mood when Desi came over. So I said, this is a good time to take advantage of me right. emotionally. We did. And Desi and Brendan took advantage of me and we ordered... Spicy fried chicken. Because me and Brendan always want Dave's fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and I always want And some... you're like every once in a while agree, but not every time. Because I'm like, I want a bullshit salad. Yeah. So me and Brendan were happy. We knew. We I jumped my, on that. I have my sad chicken breasts in the fridge right now that I was going to make for dinner. Oh, yeah. But you came you over. You can have the sad chicken tomorrow. I'll have the sad chicken tomorrow. <laughs> the sad chicken lives to be sad another day. <laughs> But see, now we're craving dessert. And I we know. What are we going to do? I really want right now, I want a moist carrot cake with a really <laughs> thick cream cheese frosting. Ugh, I make the best carrot cake. Like I'll even eat carrot cake just like from the grocery store, like in those little, like just the one slice. Like I'll just have that. You mean the one that's wrapped in the plastic wrap? Did you ever have that oh, one? Oh, yeah. I'll eat that. <laughs> I'll eat that right now. I'll eat the one in the refrigerated section. Do you know I what like I'm talking a carrot- about? I like a carrot snack cake. <laughs> that little slice. Yeah, I like it too. I like the one at Trader Joe's, the frozen one. I haven't had that. You, you're supposed to thaw it, but I like it kind of half frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it tastes really good before it thaws all the way. <laughs> it's really good. 
I can't even believe how many high meals I like how many like things I've discovered by being high <sighs> that I just eat. <laughs> Look, I still eat like that. No, I don't it's it's Look, it's, it, it's not a thing you have to be high. It's a high lifestyle. <laughs> it's a high lifestyle. Look, I just because I haven't smoked weed in 15 years doesn't mean no. that my mind isn't permanently set to... What weird foods can I put together? <laughs> what foods can I put together to make me feel as sick as possible later? I don't even think... I think high, it's just fine-tuning. You know exactly what you want at that second. <laughs> you yes. have to have it. Yes. Yeah. So, I yeah, I like that carrot cake at Trader uh, Joe's. I'm just... I don't know what it is. I'm craving like a very moist carrot cake. Your carrot cake has to be moist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Desi. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. So one of my packages got stolen because uh, in the middle of the night, like I'm talking about like three in the morning ordering shit off Williams-Sonoma, <gasps> like because they were having a sale. This was like over the summer. So of course, like I'm like, oh, Williams-Sonoma is having a sale. Yeah. Ooh. Even though I need to buy new socks or whatever, like I'm going to go on the sale on Williams-Sonoma. And like I bought a bunt pan and it got fucking stolen. One of my because like a couple of my packages got stolen. Oh my god, I've never had a package stolen. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Th- I was really bummed because I was really excited to make cake. Do you get a discount? Like, do you get your money back? I don't know. I never followed it up oh. because I realized it too late. Because okay, all yeah, the because yeah. I ordered a bunch of other shit too. Just like shit. That right. I, and you don't and things have been staggered. They were all staggered. So I was like, oh, I guess it's taking a while for my bunt cake pan to come. I've always, uh, that's like one thing not in my, uh, rep, like in my arsenal of cooking Same. supplies. I need a bunt pan. Right. Yeah. But I was craving, I was like, it was like, I was like, oh, I want to make like a lemon poppy seed drizzle Ooh. bunt cake. And you need a bunt pan for that. I have a really good, um, bunt cake recipe I've always wanted to make. <laughs> it's, I have this really good cookbook, um, from Luke. It's a restaurant in uh, LA, like a really good French restaurant or French bistro. And in her cookbook, she has a 1970s chocolate bunt cake. Ooh. So it's just like a classic bunt cake with the chocolate glaze. <laughs> I want to, I've always wanted to make it cause it looks so fluffy and moist. The, <laughs> the other cake I want to, I wanted to make, I, think you can make it in a bunt pan, but also in a, I think my mom makes it in a springform pan, but it's Nigella Lawson's Clementine cake. Ooh, yum. And it has like almond flour. It's made with almond flour. Okay. So it's almondy and- yeah, that sounds good. Clementine-y. Love it. With like, you know, whipped like egg whites and We stuff. should make um, one of our listener recipes next yeah, week. We got to do that because we did get some very cute dessert recipes. One thing- Okay, I didn't look at all of them. I didn't see a dessert. But I feel like one of them was like an appetizer dip or something, a corn dip. The corn dip we're going to make. We should make that for Thanksgiving. Like as it's an, an appetizer. appetizer. Yeah. Ooh. We should do it. Okay. We have to make one of them next week. Let's start making them. Right. We're going to make be them. Fun. We're going to make your listener submitted recipes. Keep sending in your family favorite recipes. Yeah, we like to see them. We, you know what? Sometimes it's like, I just want to see them. I like reading the recipes. I do too. I'm like a cookbook reader. I am too. So yeah, send them and send us more Thanksgiving stories for next week. Your funny, uh, trashy fights you have. Oh yeah. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Send them for next week. Cause next week we'll be recording on Thanksgiving. That's so right. send us more stories. Hollywood crime scene at gmail.com. You know the drill. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's it, right? That's it guys. Bye. Bye.